Our home is our mirror. It's showing what's going on internally. So by creating space in our home, we're creating space internally, which the universe, God, whatever you believe in, then comes, oh, Kate, you finally made space for this thing that you say you've been wanting. I've just been waiting for somewhere to put it. Now there's a space. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalka, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Kate Troyer. She's a feng shui expert and a creative visionary for all your spaces, including your business, home, home office, and more. Kate is going to give us some gems today, so I would recommend getting a pen and a paper. And this is a really unique and interesting topic, so I'm excited. And Kate, thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, me too. Feng Shui is cool, but I'm going to admit, all I know is that like you don't want your desk hiding in the corner. Um, so maybe even before we get into what Feng Shui is, or maybe we should start with what Feng Shui is and then how did you get into it? Sure. So I'll give you what my definition of Feng Shui is. And I want to say that because when I was getting certified, I said to myself, like, why is this not popular, right? I had a design consulting business prior to getting into feng shui and everyone that I ever told that I had a design consulting business would be like, do you watch HGTV? Do you watch this? We love this show. And then wellness is a buzzword, right? And I basically, the simplest way that I like to explain a feng shui practice is that it is a wellness practice for your home. So There are many nuances to it. You can go really deep with the practice like I have, or you can just learn these kind of surface level gems that change the way that you live in your home and the way that you interact with it. And it still provides a positive aspect to your life. Yeah, that's awesome. Wellness practice for your home. That's perfect. And it kind of makes sense if you look for me anyway, a part of it about um, like order and chaos, just even looking at it like that without having any mysticism or anything that you're not sure about. Yeah. And that's what I found too, was that, you know, part of my, I guess part of my mission with what I do is that I want to make it more of an accessible practice. And the reason it hasn't ever really, I think, become popular to the masses is because of the way it's talked about and the verbiage that's used around it. And unfortunately, it's really no fault to anyone. But as human beings, we kind of naturally, when we hear words that we have no reference point for, it's like we kind of automatically put on our earmuffs. And even if we're like, yeah, tell me more, we're really not listening because we just, our brain just like can't connect, right? So I'll often tell people when they ask what I do, I'll be like, well, I am an intuitive home wellness practitioner, a practitioner, or I do intuitive home design. And then when they ask what that means, 
I just say, well, that's just an easier way for me to say I'm a feng shui practitioner. And for some reason, when I lead with home, intuitive home design wellness, it's like our brain has a reference point for all of those words, right? So we're kind of like, oh, we might not know exactly what that is, but we're willing, people are more willing to like open their minds to it. And then once I say feng shui, they're like, oh, okay. Like, because it, it gives this idea that they kind of know what it is, even if, you know, maybe they don't. Yeah, we've all seen the money tree. So everybody knows what that is. There's a good reference point. Um, this sounds a little bit like home design, but just with like positive energy and energy work involved. And then I know it's ancient traditions. And as I was learning a little bit, the little bit that I know compared to you about it, I was finding like just from when it originated, there's a lot of almost like military or discipline or stoic kind of, I'm not sure, references divided, like disciplinary, but then also I guess stoics have to be disciplinary too. But what do you think? I love that you brought that up because there are multiple forms of feng shui. So you have the like the classic traditional feng shui practice, which is mirroring the very ancient tradition, which is, you know, three, four thousand years old. It's very ancient. And that form of feng shui is very militant. It is like, here is how you use this. These are the enhancements. That's it. There's really no play. And it's like, even if, you know, your client might dislike those enhancements or not be aligned with them, that's the enhancement and that's it. And and I'm not saying that that doesn't work. That didn't really align with me and like my style of living. And I also think it doesn't align as much with our Western culture, right? None of our, I shouldn't say none, most of our buildings and homes and spaces were not built or with any mindfulness in, you know, being thought of at all. So it's kind of a little bit harder to to take these very disciplined practices and rules and apply them in our Western society. So for me, the um, form of feng shui that I am certified in is literally known as form school feng shui. I was certified through the Western School of Feng Shui. Um, and form school is much more intuitive and it's much more tailored to the specific client. So we have general rules, practices, um, foundations, right, that are the base of our practice. But each practitioner really practices a little bit differently, which I was very drawn to because I've kind of always been a little bit of an out of the box person. And I never like to like do things like exactly how they're supposed to be done. That's just kind of my personality. So I've also developed my own practice um, that's specific to like my form of feng shui, even with all these things in mind. And for me, something that I think is a little different that a lot of, I think, practitioners maybe believe, but they don't necessarily talk about or go deep in is that for me, 
and my personal practice, feng shui kind of became a somatic practice for me, um, which I think is interesting, but it's something that I really like to go deep with my clients in because to me, what's so amazing about feng shui is like, obviously I love the aesthetic side of it. I love the decorating side of it. I owned a home staging and design consulting company for several years before feng shui just kind of fell in my lap. So I'm obviously into that kind of stuff. However, what I think is so amazing about the practice is the way that your home can bring you all of these insights and new awarenesses into your personal life. So if we look at feng shui as a practice in general, right? I said the easiest way to explain it is that it's a home wellness practice. Well, if we want to go one step deeper, what feng shui is, is basically the idea that your home is a direct reflection or a mirror of you internally. So anything that has gone on in your past is going on in your present or you would like to go on in your future literally shows up in your space. It's like your life-size vision board that you have full control over. That's awesome. There's so much in there. I was talking to a guy from New Zealand. He said these people have this tattooage all over their body and it tells the history of their family and their whole life story. And that's, it sounds kind of like what you're saying. Um, And there's definitely something with the energy world. I like you said somatic, because as I'm writing my notes, I was telling you, I don't know much. I know about the inside is the desk. And then, so as I'm writing inside, I'm like, hey, how much of it is actually in the interior job inside the person? You help people with that as well, which is like two for ones, right? The girl goes to the barber or the hair salon to get her hair done and look pretty on the outside, but really she wants to feel good on the inside with all her prints. Yes, I love that's such a great analogy. Yes, it's like that's what I love about it and like what sets me on fire when I teach workshops and things like that. And when I work with one on one clients, that's really actually more my focus is that we're getting to some internal stuff. And then we're looking at the home and saying, okay, how is your home reflecting things that have gone on in your life? Like, even I mean, I'm talking like, deep-seated traumas, patterns from childhood, like we uncover that in a consultation. And then we look at the home and say, how is this showing up and reminding you of these patterns and setting you up to keep, you know, indulging in these things and what can we remove and what can we replace it with so that now your brain is reminded of like this new version of yourself or this person that you're trying to become or these goals that you're trying to hit So when I say that I like to look at your home as like your life-size vision board, I really mean that. Nice. Yeah, it's so true, right? Because it's all intentional. I moved into this office. I have my like space that I was working at downstairs. There's dogs running around, little kids jumping on top of the desk. And it's just like, what am I telling the universe here? Like, I don't really care. You know what I mean? So I put in this office like maybe four or five months ago and the amount I've accomplished just in that space is like, and the desk is in the middle. So you do the inside job inside. Then you can do the inside job about organizing your space. And a lot of this is um, kind of energy, like we said. And so just before we move on from that, um, where 3,000 years ago, the idea is that with that militaristic and disciplined approach of 
this is the rules and it's never changing ever. This is how it's done, right? Um, it's like, if you know what the tea ceremony is and how important it was just in the ancient cultures and like that one thing, just people took a lot more time to think about what they're doing. I just finished reading The Art of War. You ever read The Art of War? I have started it multiple times, but I will say I've never finished it. So it's the same, maybe that's what I'm thinking then. It's the same time frame, right? But it just shows how to like, to keep people happy. And he does like feng shui, but with his military space outside in the mountains and like make sure the sun's coming this way and the wind's blowing that way. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, and so I guess always with new trends, is there colors? Does colors come into play? Because it's like interior design and feng shui together and the colors are huge I'm finding in just business and everything. Yeah, colors definitely play a part in it. So there's something that um, feng shui practitioners use called a bagua map. I actually like to refer to it as a home energy map because again, it's just received better and that's literally what it is. And I like to also explain it, you know, if you're someone that believes that your body has energy centers or chakras, well, your home has the same thing. I have personally, I did about a year and a half worth of research to connect the chakras to each area of your home energy map. And like, that's maybe a topic for later or maybe even another time, because I can go really deep on that. But with the home energy map, there are different colors associated with the nine different areas. And basically, there's the center area, which is like you as a whole, right? Your health and well-being, your wellness, your body. And then the other outlying eight areas are different main aspects of your life. So for example, there's a love and relationship. There's an abundance area. There's one for synchronicities and so on and so forth. And each of those areas have colors that um, that are paired with them. Now, within form school feng shui, now let's say, so purple is, is the color most associated with the abundance area. But how about like, I talk to you and you're like, I, I hate purple, like purple's not my color. I would not be like, well, we gotta use purple, you know, I'm sorry to tell you. So that's something that, color matters right um as far as like that goes and you can use colors that are associated maybe with the chakra that's associated or that area to enhance that area there are also going to be colors um associated with the five elements which is another which is related to chinese medicine um so you've got your five elements wood water fire metal and earth and those have colors associated with them as well. So that's, you can kind of play around with that. But then there's also the idea of different colors that are best for certain areas of your home. So for example, to maybe simplify this a little bit, your bedroom, let's take your bedroom. So the best colors for your bedroom are actually going to be like flesh tones. You can go to a white, but if you go white, I, I like something that's got a little bit of like a taupey undertone to it, but you can go all the way from that into a taupe, into even like a chocolate or an eggplant. So think of kind of like all the variations of skin color there are, and those are really good for the bedroom. Now, again, if you were like, I hate those colors, that's a, you know, a different, a different conversation, but 
think about that not just with your paint, but the bedding that you're using, the color of your sheets. And, you know, especially if you are have a partner or you're trying to bring in a partner, right? We don't want to pull down the bedroom with like grays and blues and cool tone colors. We want things that have warmth to them, right? So that's something too that like if your love life is stagnant or you're struggling there with your partner, like thinking, looking at, okay, like is my room cooling down my love life? Or is it, you know, like heating it up? So that's a conversation that I have with clients all the time. That's awesome. It's reminded me of, um, you ever see The Secret or read the book, The Secret? And the girl's like saying when people are looking for love, but their whole place is unorganized. And like, she's like, lie on one side of the bed, put all your clothes on one side of the closet. So you're opening that space for someone else to move in. Yes, that's actually something that I will, I share with people all the time, right? If you have... And we also, we want two matching nightstands. We want two matching lamps because that promotes equality and balance and harmony within the partnership. I hear you. I love that symmetry all the way everywhere around my house, except outside. You come up to the front and there's a big bay window on the left and a couple of stairs. And some feng shui expert was telling us one time good things about that, just of the way the energy's coming in and it's doing the Fibonacci code properly. I don't know if you know that number but crazy stuff so i got a couple questions specific to that so what would you think is the most common misconception when people think about feng shui that it's woo woo and weird yeah so, well you're in the right spot because we're all about energy work and all sorts of different well, modes here <laughs> and to me energy work isn't woo woo like if you but okay if you believe in Albert Einstein, if you believe in physics, we know for a fact that everything is energy. That's not weird, right? I But when I say woo-woo, I think of it more as like, it's like some weird practice where we're like also doing like witchcraft. And listen, I'm not like against any of those things, but I actually think it's more of a normal practice than what people think it is, right? Because they hear the word feng shui and they're like, I don't know what the hell that means and I have no reference point for it. They just automatically assume it's something that like, or, you know, that it's like some evil, weird practice. And I'm like, do you believe that everything is energy? Because that's literally a scientific fact. Oh, you do. Well, guess what? Everything in your home is energy. The chair that I'm sitting in, the table that my computer is on the artwork that is behind me and because it's energy it holds energy and when something holds energy like there is an energetic exchange like and to me and maybe that's because you know we're like-minded to me that just like makes sense so i've i i've had multiple occasions where i've been in meetings with people and it's usually when they're trying to like sell me advertising or something like that but I always take the meeting because like I'm up to educate people because I think that this should, I actually not should, I believe this will be a very popular practice within the next three to five years because of where we're moving societally and like the way that we're starting to live and think about just everything around us and being so much more mindful and into spirituality even. But I've, I can't tell you how many people 
that have just met me that when they're like, okay, tell me about feng shui, tell me about all these things. And I sit down and I talk to them and they go, you know, you're really normal for being, for doing feng shui. And I'm always like, I laugh. Like I don't, it's not offensive to me, but I just laugh and say, can you, what do you mean by that? Like, I want to know. You're like, well, you know, you just think of someone that's like kind of, you know, a little odd and maybe kind of quiet and, you know, all of those things. And I'm like, you're just a normal person. And I'm like, well, you know, we'll see. Like, if I'm about, maybe you're not. It's up for debate. Exactly. But I think that's the biggest thing. And it's like, once I can talk to someone for five minutes about what it is and just explain everything is energy. It's literally just an awareness that your home is a mirror of you. It's an extension of your energy. Um, and it's a way for you to gain awareness into your own life and also be more intentional with what you allow into your space. They go, oh, oh my God, that makes so much sense. You know, I'm really intentional about my bedroom. Okay, great. You're naturally practicing feng shui and you didn't even know it, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say before. I want to go into your company, but the, the, the idea that it's a lot of coaches and creators listening. So it's like, it's the same as coaching where you're running the program anyway. So it's like you get to make the program up in advance. And with the feng shui, it allows you to make a program that's going to blow a lot more than have blocks everywhere, right? Exactly, so, right? You have blocks in your home. It's just representatives that you have blocks in your body. You have blocks in your life. Like if I have a whole bunch of shit piled up in my abundance area, I bet you I could be like, I could look at that area of the home and say, so what's, um, what kind of opportunities flow to you in your life? Do you have issues with money? Do you like, I can see that stuff. And how did you know that? And I'm like, I'm really so what I do. I don't know. It's written everywhere. Um, Very cool. And so I love the name of your company. Let's talk about your company for a little bit. Tell me some more. Yeah. So Home Slice Living was actually born about five years ago when I did start my, maybe even a little longer, it may almost be six years now, when I started my home staging and design consulting business. And I did that for a little over three years, Um, just solely did that. Um, and it's funny because my whole approach, my approach to home staging was always like, you know, I wanted to create an experience in a home. I wanted buyers to walk in and, and go, wait, is this home actually vacant? Because I thought this was a vacant home, you know, um, that was a big thing for me when I would do staging consultations. It was all about getting people to understand, you know, how their home was being perceived and teaching them some different things that would not only help them get ready for a listing, but would honestly help them set up their next home. So I was always very intentional with with my business. And when I worked with design consulting clients and did decorating projects and things like that, I always, you know, was like putting it on them of like, okay, tell me how you want the space to feel. What's your favorite thing in this space? Um, You know, can we shop your own home to see if we can move some things around so that we can get some fresh energy before we go out and buy a whole bunch of things we don't need? Um, And, you know, so many people I realized like in those situations, one, a lot of people weren't thinking about 
that they could move things to different places. Well, I bought these pillows for my bedroom. I never thought about putting them downstairs on the sofa. And like my mind just works that way naturally, right? To be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, let's move those pillows. So one that was like giving people permission to move things, to get rid of things, to say, you know what, I don't need this, which is something that I see so much in my feng shui practice now. And I have people tell me all the time, like, thank you for giving me permission or supporting me and getting rid of something that I don't like. I thought I just had to keep it because of X, Y, and Z. So we were always looking at things very intentionally, like, okay, what's your favorite thing in the space? And they'd be like, well, I really love this light fixture, but my son hates it and it's old and ugly, but it was my grandma's and da 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 But if you hate it, we'll get rid of it. And I would stop them. And here's the difference between the way that I was a design consultant and interior design and feng shui. Uh, to me, most interior designers would say, yeah, I hate that. Like it's old, it needs to go. Where me, I would say, Mary, if you love this light fixture and it reminds you of your grandma and it holds these good memories, let's design the room around it, right? This is your home. It should hold your energy and it should inspire you, right? And that was something that I, I did a long time ago. So when feng shui dropped in my lap, which is an interesting story. If you want me to tell it, I will. Okay. I'll try and keep it short, as short as I can. So I went, um, I went on a little kind of spiritual girls trip a few years ago. And during that trip, like we were very focused on just getting more in touch with ourselves. Um, we did, we had some like energy healers that we saw when we were there. We were getting up at 5 a.m. every morning and doing, you know, hour and a half long Dr. Joel meditations. Like it was very like we were there for a spiritual experience. Everything was very synchronistic. I happened to bring this manual with me that I had printed out years prior. There was like a feng shui class like type of thing. And I even had it like printed and binded. And I, for years, was like, oh, I'm going to read this. I'll reference it. Like, this will give me insight on how to make my business better. But I'd never really read it. And for some reason, I I brought it on this trip with me. Well, one morning after we finished a Dr. Joe meditation, I was like, I was very upset because I was like, I just don't feel like I love what I do. My business was ungodly successful. But I'm like, I just don't feel connected and like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't feel like I'm connected to something higher than myself. Like, and I know I'm supposed to be doing more. And I was like, literally like crying. I was like, why am I like, I'm doing all these things. Why do I feel so disconnected? I opened up this manual later that day and there was, I still have it somewhere. There was a sticky note in it, in my handwriting, a little orange sticky note that said, teach this. And I thought, that's so weird. Like what? And I would do little workshops for realtors and things like that. And I thought, well, maybe I saw something in here. I don't know. That's really interesting. And my girlfriends were like, oh my God, maybe you're supposed to do feng shui, you know, type of thing. So later that day, we went to a metaphysical store and we're looking around and my girlfriend comes up to me and she's like, Kate, 
they have a whole section of books on feng shui. Maybe you should buy one. Well, I didn't buy one. I literally bought every single book they had because like, I didn't know. I don't know there were different types or anything like that. I'm like, I'll just take them all. It's fine. So again, later that day, we're sitting out by the pool. I've got one of my books, which was the um, Western Guide to Feng Shui by Tara Catherine Collins. And within the first two chapters, I not only connected so much with her style of practice, but her story as an individual. And I said, oh my God, like I do a lot of these things with my clients already. And I've been doing things like this since I was a little kid. I grew up in a, a semi-traumatic household and had in my, my space was very, it was my safe space and I took care of it. And, and I was practicing the, you know, manipulating my environment to, you know, try and give myself some stability in life. So this is something I was practicing for a long time. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, I wonder if this woman has, the book was written in the 90s. And I thought, well, I wonder if this woman has, um, you know, a, a YouTube channel, like something like that. I need, like, I need more. I need to listen to stuff. And I wanted to hear it from her specifically because I just connected with her so much. Well, when I looked her up, she didn't have anything on YouTube or anything like that. She had her own freaking school. And what was so also amazing about that is they had their school that had, because of, of COVID, this was like at the beginning of COVID, had had um went mostly online but you finished with an eight-day stay with one of the teachers in Sedona which that weekend my friends and I have been talking about planning a trip to Sedona in the fall when this was so I literally that day I was like I I emailed someone I asked a few questions and within three days I decided to um, stop my staging business to get rid of all of my, I had three warehouses full of inventory. I owned all of my own stuff. I spent the summer um, liquidating all of that basically. I decided I wasn't gonna take on any new design clients and all I wanted to do was just immerse myself and study feng shui. So for about five months, that's what I did, nothing but feng shui. Went to school in Sedona um, with a teacher and it ended up just being her and I because the other girls ended up backing out, which was like amazing. And um, I haven't looked back since. It's um, it's definitely been a journey. Um, and uh, But I think that through some of the challenges that I've experienced with switching my business, it's all been for such a reason right? Because I truly do believe that this is a service and a practice that everyone can benefit from. And so there has been this magic of learning how to convey the message so that the majority of people can receive it. Wow. Everybody just rewind like three minutes and start that over again. This is what Dr. Joe calls breadcrumbs from the universe. When you open a book and it says, teach this, and then you follow those things. And 
as Paulo Coelho says, when you want to think bad enough, the universe conspires to make it happen. So you just started getting out of your own way and flowing. And I love everything you just said because it's what we focus on expands and your stories, your superpower wrapped up so good. And so the one thing that might have got lost in all that <laughs> nuggets back there is that you were saying to yourself at the beginning, there was a point where you said, there has to be something bigger. I'm here for a bigger purpose, a bigger reason. And once you start asking those type of questions, yeah, the universe is listening. We're doing it anyway. We're running the program. But if you don't ask those questions, you just get whatever is left. And so, yeah, so you're asking those questions, which is huge. And I guess as we begin to wind down, if this resonates with you, share with a friend. There's somebody you're thinking about. When I said share with a friend, you're thinking of exactly one person that you're going to share with. That's the person that needs to hear it. And so follow, like, subscribe, share. We're going to put all of Kate's contact information in the show notes, but I always ask everybody, this is the phase four podcast, phase four of the six phase meditation by Vishen Lakhiani is about creating your future three years from now. So where is Kate three years from today? Oh, where is Kate three years from today? I love this question. I really see myself doing a lot of speaking. Um, I, you know, it's really funny when I started this journey because I was, you know, doing some sort of consulting um, for years. That's really kind of where I just saw myself. And when I really dove into my feng shui practice, I was very lucky um, to soon after I started, I was invited to teach at a weekend-long women's retreat in St. Petersburg, Florida. And it was a very spiritual experience. I actually taught there three different times and have taught at other workshops and seminars and one-day retreats and all of that. And to be honest with you, like that is what I love doing more than anything in the world. And it's really, I'm not afraid to say that it's where I really shine. Um, I love, I, I'm sure you can tell, like, I love speaking about this and not only sharing my story, because I think that it's important to do that because, you know, we didn't touch a lot in here about my childhood or kind of where I came from in life. But let's just say that I could be on a very, very opposite path than, than I am, um, which is beautifully is what brought me to where I'm at, right? But with all of that being said, I've learned through my practice and through connecting back to my most authentic self is that I'm an educator and I absolutely love to spark this sense of curiosity in people with not just within, you know, the potential of their home, but how the their home can spark this idea of potential within their life and how their home can really just be this foundation, this support system for them to really lean into the most authentic version of themselves. So in three years, really, I truly see myself, I'm not exactly sure what that path is going to look like or where exactly it's going to lead me. I've kind of learned to just 
surrender to what the universe has in store for me um, and like what exactly that's going to look like. So I don't want to give it too, too much detail because I'm open. Um, but I definitely see myself doing a lot of speaking engagements at and things like that at a, at a pretty high level. I love it. This show is like a damn mirror sometimes. Like I'll go through a phase where I'm doing something and then all the people that come on are like doing that. And so now I just started speaking. Well, I've been speaking for a while, but like now I'm getting more serious about it and it's just nuts. So yeah, I definitely love it. And I love the idea. Yeah, you have to surrender. I I don't know. This will probably be mid-October, but today is October 3rd. Okay, so October 1st was Sunday. I go and write my plan for the whole... Uh, every month I do a burning ceremony for the month and every quarter as well, where I'll just write a letter of my intentions, go down to the pond, burn it, get busy with nature and just do it. Right. And so I did mine on Sunday for October, but I also did it for quarter four. And then this was at like 7am Sunday morning. Perfect. The moon's there, the trees, the sun, blah, blah, blah. And then I go inside and my dog who's been pregnant for a while, it starts to go into labor, like literally two minutes later. Oh so, my God. Right. And so that was like Sunday morning, all day she's in labor. Finally, somewhere just after midnight, I fall asleep. I left her in where her little place was and I went upstairs, went to bed. So from 12 to 4.30 a.m., I wake up and there's nine puppies there. And like nobody, she just did it all by herself, right? And so when you're talking about energy and magic, like that's magic, that's actual magic. But um, the idea of that I'm getting there is like three years out to create your future. I tried, I couldn't even do 24 hours though. You know what I mean? And I have to surrender. The puppies are here now, everything's changing. It happens, right? You get a big snowstorm, a big hurricane, all your plans just stop. And like we as humans try to control everything instead of just like, you yeah. the COVID, right? Mother Nature was like, you guys need to stay home. You're yeah, you guys need to stay home and like go inward and you need to Perfect. figure that out. And that's the thing is like, you know, I obviously believe in, in having goals and thinking about your future, right? We don't want to just be flying by the seat of our pants. But when, and I used to be this person that would be so strict with how my life needed to look like. And I always was like fighting against the actual flow, right? And I feel like not every day, but most days I am now able to find that balance between discipline and surrender, right? Which brings us more into this flow of life where things are pretty easy, right? I like to think of myself as just being plopped in a river and I'm just gently floating down it and whatever I need and whatever I'm supposed to find, I just run into it, right? I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, right? And so I think it, and I think it's more fun. I have a friend that um, likes to say like every day is a surprise party, right? So if you go, I love it. And if you go into every day thinking like, okay, every day is a surprise party. One, parties are fun. Parties are exciting, right? It's that positive nuance to it but it's also like i have no idea what the hell is going to happen today and i'm cool with that i'm going to ride the wave and just like move through it and guess what that keeps us in the moment of now which alleviates anxiety which helps us to stop you know stop the patterns from our past 
And again, I think that your home can support you in living more like that. Yeah, 100%. Like, just create it. What do you want, right? Yeah. Um, this is awesome. So there's a couple things. When you said discipline, surrender, it, it reminds me of just little tiny bullshit habits that we don't like to do that. I, I got a crazy, silly routine, but there's little habits I don't like to do, right? And then, but that discipline actually creates freedom on the other side or create the surrender. Discipline plus surrender probably equals freedom. Boom. You just gave me the whole new coaching tip. Um, so... There's a guy named Whitey Balger. He was like an American gangster. You ever see the movie Departed? You know the quote? Yeah, yeah. I know the story. Uh, so he had this quote in the beginning of that movie, and it says, um, I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. And I'm like, whoa, that works for feng shui too, right? You set it up the way you want it. Allow everything to flow. I love that so freaking much. And I feel like, dang, I can use that with my uh, male clients and they'll love it. Um, so let me see. I don't, I think we kind of covered everything. Maybe do you want to tell us where people can reach you? Yeah, for sure. So if you want to kind of stay connected with my content, I would say that I'm most active on TikTok. Um, but you can also find me on Instagram as well. Both those handles are just at fengshui.kate. Um, if you want to look more into my services, read our blog, anything like that, homesliceliving.com is my website where you'll find gear and um, services, blog, all of that stuff. And you will also see on the top right-hand corner, it says community login. So we have our own community. It's completely free for everything within there. So if you're looking for a little bit more of a DIY approach to your home wellness practice, or you just kind of want to learn a little bit, dip your toes in, or connect with some like-minded people, you can go ahead and sign up there as well. Amazing. And I see like a bedroom Zen Oasis special. And then I was wondering, is there anything that you do for Halloween? Because that's a time to make energy work for you. Gosh, I feel like I'm just always doing stuff. I would say that like in general, I love the holidays because we're often um, refreshing our spaces, right? With new energy by decorating, right? Um, and I think something that's really important is even if you're not a decorator, like thinking about your home seasonally, right? How can you set your home up seasonally to serve you, especially, you know, if you're in um, the north, the northern part of the country where you're really experiencing seasons and stuff, you know, your home is really going to need to change. It's going to need to shift a little bit. And if it's not, you're kind of allowing a lot of, you know, stagnant energy to build up. So like that might be like something simple, like putting out boot trays and things like that and making sure you have a place to hang coats and I just really believe in I'm not a minimalist by any means like I think you should just love everything that's in your space and it should you should love it or it should serve a purpose um and that's kind of my rule with that I do think you need some empty space just so that you've got a good energy flow um but I just I think it's important to simplify your home so that it is serving what you need it to serve. If you have a 5 a.m. yoga practice and you're always late because like you don't know where your shit is, 
well, put a basket by your door that you leave your home in, right? Like with your yoga stuff or, you know, set your clothes, like start the habit of setting your clothes out the night before. If your house is always a mess, right? And you're like, oh my God. And then when the only time you can clean is on Sunday and you clean for six hours because you neglect it, well, you need a practice every day that's like you were kind of saying that's consistent right habits because feng shui to me is also about the practices that you put in your home to help your home serve you so that might be 20 minutes at night or in the morning or both where you do you know a 20 minute tidy or you know whatever that is for you to keep things consistent because no one's home is perfect it's never you know like my home gets messy when i'm busy like there, but I have practices in place to help me, you know, help my home serve me in the best way possible. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it just makes it easier, right? We call it at our house. We do the same with systems. It's like, okay, you come yeah. over from school. I want your lunch bag. I want your water bottle. We're filling that water bottle. We're not touching it tonight. That's so I can grab it in the morning and it's done. Right? Like this yeah. systems. Yeah. What would you tell someone? Who has 10, 11 puppies? How do they run? How do they run their feng shui? (laughs) Well, I would say that you're in a season, right? And so here's one thing that I love to tell people is that if our home is a a direct reflection and mirror of us, and we are always changing, then our home should always be changing, right? So how are you changing your space to help you take care of these? puppies and you know until they're ready to move on to their new home or whatever is happening with them how are you setting up their space to serve them to help serve you all of those things because you know you mentioned I think in the beginning something about chaos and creation and I love to share that with people especially when I I work with people that have a lot going on they just started business they had you know all these things and they're like my house is always in chaos. And I always laugh and I say, well, you can't create anything without chaos. They they go together. But it's about, again, just saying, okay, what is this chaos? How do we rein it in as much as we can? But you are going to have seasons where there's chaos, right? And you can do as much as you can to rein that in and make it easier on yourself in your home space. But you can also surrender to the... Now, it doesn't mean you have to live like like in complete, you know, like dirty and things are just undone, but you can also surrender a little bit to that flow of chaos, knowing that there's creation happening and that it really is for a season. It's not forever. Yeah, for sure. That's why I say anxiety is not like that something might or might not happen in the future. It's you try to control what might or might not happen. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I use this uh, framework with clients and it might work towards uh, feng shui, but definitely with coaching, but it's like bias is the word. It's an acronym and it means belief, intention, action, surrender. And you have to have all four. And so belief is like your heart. The first thing you need to is believe in your heart. Whatever you're going to do is going to have a positive outcome or effect. Then you have to set the intention that's dream and visualize and manifest it. But then you have to get up and actually take action And then the final one is surrender. And that's the hardest one, like you're saying, surrender. But that's your spirit. That's where, like, God comes in and 
if it's not happening the way you want it, maybe it's because there's a better thing coming next door <laughs> around yeah, the corner. Sure. We often forget that, right? We're like, but we want it this way, right? Yeah. And let me just say, I don't care how it shows up, you know, like I just know something's coming. It's so funny how fast that comes in. And I will, I'll, I'll leave you with this. If you are feeling stagnant in your life or you feel like, okay, I want this and it's not happening. I like to encourage people, get rid of some stuff in your home. But like allow some room for new energy to come in, for new energy to flow. And, you know, and look at maybe some things that like, maybe you even kind of like these things. You know, but it's their time is just kind of up with you, right? Create some space within your home because again, our home is our mirror. It's showing what's going on internally. So by creating space in our home, we're creating space internally, which the universe, God, whatever you believe in, then comes, oh, Kate, you finally made space for this thing that you say you've been wanting. I've just been waiting for somewhere to put it. Now there's a space, right? Like there's that vacuum and the universe is going to fill that vacuum for you. Yeah. You have to be ready to receive it. I love it. Exactly. I love your story too. And it's important just for the listeners as we definitely finish off is that when we talk about your stories, your superpower and what we focus on expands, you saw the signs, you were ready to receive it. You made a decision about that when you were asking yourself. So that's the first spot is the, the decision. What do I want? I'm, and if you feel like there's something bigger and more for you in this world, you're right. Of course there is. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be thinking or feeling it, right? So definitely that's huge. And um, I guess, Kate, I appreciate your time so much today, and I'm definitely so grateful. Is there anything you want to say before we go or any offers you got coming up? Oh, my gosh. I don't think there's anything too crazy. I will have... Um... If you get on the website, you can sign up for our email list and you can, you know, kind of mark some things. So every January, I do a, a vision workshop that I call It's My Year Vision Workshop. Um, and I've always done it uh, in person. This year, I'm going to do it virtually so that more people can join. Um, so if that's something that you want to be a part of, I don't have a sign up or anything yet just because we're still a little far out. But you can uh, tick on the email sign-up list that that's the for sure thing that you're interested in. And then you'll get put on that list um, to be notified for details for that. So that's probably like virtually the biggest thing um, that I have coming up in the next few months. And then obviously just kind of like we talked about, you know, my services, I do, the majority of my clients are virtual at this point, right? So Energy knows no time and space. We can kind of feng shui from everywhere. Um, so I do that virtually and I will travel as as well. So yeah, thanks for asking. Brilliant. Hopefully we'll be speaking on stages together real soon. Yes, I would love that. All right, Kay, I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye.